Back on a Saturday morning in July 2015, Tina's family gathered around the family dog and opened a subscription box they ordered full of treats and toys. Later that day, her eight-year-old daughter asked, wouldn't it be cool if our chickens got their own box of treats? Shortly after that question, the idea of Henny and Rue hatched into reality. Henny and Rue boxes make the perfect gift for you or the chicken keeper in your life. Each box includes poultry first aid items, a few other chicken surprises like treats or other things to make your chicken keeping easier, and there's always a gift or two for the chicken keeper. So go to hennyandrue.com and use code DRINKINFARM at checkout to get 10% off your first subscription box. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I am skipping the alcohol today because if I drink, I'll just fall asleep while we're in the middle of recording. <laughs> so I opened my other Me and the Bees Lemonade, and oh, this flavor nice. is iced tea. Nice. That sounds yeah. like a good one. Oh, I bet it is. And in fact, I should probably save half of this for my husband because Arnold Palmer's are like his favorite thing. Mm. And that is what iced tea and lemonade mixed together is. So there's some vodka in there, too. Right. Mm. Yeah. He he can have some with vodka. I will yeah. skip the alcohol today. <laughs> yes. So thank you again to at Not a Professional Homesteader for mailing these to us. We've loved them. They've been delicious. And in fact, uh, she has a book. Uh, it's called Me and the Bees, and it's coming out in August, and I pre-ordered oh. it. It's about becoming an entrepreneur as a kid, and I thought oh. it'd be kind of fun to read, but I'm also going to give it to my teenager to have him read it, and then Aurora can read it when it, she's a little older and she can actually read chapter books, so nice. that was kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. So what are you drinking over there? So today I'm drinking something that I saw on social media, and it made me go, hmm, <laughs> so I'm drinking a limited edition Bush Light Apple. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but they're actually really good. And really? Yes. And it's kind of like smells like woodchuck hard cider. I'm not sure if you've ever had one of those before. Yes. Yes, I have. So it's kind of smelled like college to me a little bit because um, I drank those when I first turned 21 and didn't know what to drink. Um but it doesn't taste like a woodchuck. It's a little lighter. So it's like a light apple and like I can drink a couple of them and it doesn't give me gut rot. So it's kind of a fun little mix up. So I didn't expect that out of Bush Light for a quality beer. <laughs> no offense to anybody that loves Bush Light, but. <laughs> well, like we all have our like types of beers that we like for very specific things. And Bush Light uh-huh. has a great like it, it's a great beer to drink while you're like sweating your ass off or yeah. doing a lot of work or yeah, needing something refreshing. Uh yeah. So uh-huh. nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no. No, it's just not yeah. It's not bougie. We'll just leave it there. Yeah, it's not a bougie <laughs> beer. There's nothing wrong with drinking regular beer too. <laughs> 
So our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla W., which is at Honey Creek Homestead. So cheers, lady. Cheers. And make sure you check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash drink and farm. That's where our drink sponsors come from. Uh, All of our current spots are filled, I believe. But if you would like to support us starting out at $2 a month, you can have access to exclusive recordings and pictures and all kinds of fun stuff up there. And we'll be gearing up to do our next round of gifts soon, too. Oh, that's right. And tiny thing about the Patreon that I always forget to mention or like even put anywhere is if you're an international listener that's been wanting our merch, we can't set up our shop to ship outside of the U.S. But if you're a Patreon peep, you can just send us a message and we'll invoice you through PayPal to like initiate the merch stuff because we can ship overseas. We just can't set up our shopping cart to do it. (laughs) So... Uh, that's how we've gotten around that for our Patreon peeps that really wanted um, merch. So it's just like another service that we do for you as a Patreon peep. Yes. Go that extra mile. <laughs> exactly. We're here to serve. Yes. So, um, Bev, I know this isn't really a correction or a follow up, but do you want to quickly share a little sneak peek of what we'll be talking about next week based on how your morning went this fine Wednesday. Yes. So the baby goats were born this morning. Yay, baby goats. Oh my gosh. They're so adorable. They're so tiny. And I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you're doing everything right based on that assessment. (laughs) Pretty much. Good. I'm winning. Yay. You are. But next week's episode is going to be really fun because we'll talk about like how it all went exactly. Because I'm sure that each goat is just a tad different. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. That seems fair. But also while I was sitting in there, like right after it all happened, because I hung out in there for a couple of hours in my very nice, comfortable zero gravity chair. Thankfully, (laughs) I had brought that into the barn. (laughs) And I started typing up some notes that I wanted to talk about next week. And I realized I had so many questions. (laughs) So we're going to talk about all the questions that I had afterwards. Um, And even if it's stuff that like we've already talked about because Sam probably talked about a bunch of it in a podcast episode and I'm sure that we've read it or but it's hard to remember all of that Mm -hmm. information in the moment so it'll just be like one more place where you heard it so that maybe when you're delivering baby goats you'll remember it and won't feel like so unsure of yourself afterwards like I did at first (laughs) yeah no it's funny because I've been through it multiple times now but there's still things where like I double check or question myself um so even like when you were asking me some of the questions I I like had to slow down and think for a minute on like what I would do or what I have experienced and like I even did a sanity check for one of the things on Google to make sure I wasn't telling you complete bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. because it's hard to remember everything. And in fact, like Mm -hmm. some of the steps I like skipped and like had to go like back to do some stuff over again. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe like a baby goat checklist or something will end up coming out of this. We'll see. Because like there's just there's a lot and it's hard to remember it all. But um, yeah, it's good. So it's going to be another baby goat episode, but it'll be 
different it won't be the exact same thing like yeah that we've already talked about so yeah i'm excited me too and hopefully maya will have her babies by then too i just looked at the webcam and she's just sitting on our rear like half up <laughs> half down just looking like she has so many regrets <laughs> you're so i've actually like rarely seen my goats sit like that and i feel oh like i God. see your goats sit like that all the time <laughs> she especially when they're pregnant for some reason like that's gotta be more comfortable she did that for like a half hour straight last night, I kept checking the webcam to see if she was still doing it. <laughs> She's just sitting there after dinner. <laughs> That's Poor so thing. funny. Poor thing. Oh, yeah. I hope that she delivers soon. I know when you don't know what the bread date is, like, they pretty much look ready to pop for, like, two months straight. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It makes it a little harder. It does. Um, but I'm I'm hoping within the next, like, by this weekend, I'm hoping. But still no discharge today um so after work i'll let her run around outside and graze for a while if she wants if she's still looking the same (laughs) good idea all right so it's our favorite time of the month um time to talk about our july honey and rue boxes yes oh so bev what was your favorite item from the july box my favorite item from the July box was the My Chickens Think I'm Cool cooler tote. <laughs> Fun fact, Good it fits choice. a whole six pack of beer Woo-hoo. in it or whatever else you want to put in it. And we've already broken it in because I actually used ours. Like as soon as the box came in, we happened to be going kayaking that day and I knew it was in there. So I snagged it out to put our sandwiches and like a little cooler pack in it so that we could keep our sandwiches cool while we were kayaking. And it was really cool. It's a great little tiny tote it's like the perfect size yeah so what was your favorite thing out of the box so I think I'm gonna have to go with the Espoma Sanicare order control because it's like an adorable little package and sometimes that's nice to use in my smaller coops Um, especially if I'm in a pinch or I'm out of first Saturday lime it's really nice to have those smaller um, packages especially this time of year in in summer and I have so many little ducklings right now and they just make a freaking mess so having that stuff on hand is just really really nice nice we also got the uh, honey and rue three-in-one vitamins and minerals which goes into the water always handy to have Mm mm-hmm There was also some Green Goo First Aid Salve, which is an all-natural remedy to smooth and repair minor wounds. And it's safe for people, too. So a great thing to keep out in the barn just in case, you know, you have a little accident. (laughs) And we also got the Flock Party Sunflower Raisins Treat, uh, which is two pounds of healthy treats for your flock. And there were also some grubettes, um, which makes me think of rockets for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Rockets. Um, <laughs> so nat and those are natural dried black soldier fly larvae. Um, and another treat for your chickens. So can't be mad about that. And I actually really loved this item too. This is the Henny and Rue logo visor. So when you first pick it up, you're like, wait, how do I wear this? Because it's all like (laughs) flexible, like everything's flexible except for the visor. So it's kind of like one of those head wrap things that you like use at the gym to keep your flyaways from getting in your face. But it has a visor attached to it. So it's perfect to like throw your hair up in that messy bun and then like put on 
And it shields your face from the sun and keeps your hair from, like, getting all, like, stuck to your matted, sweaty, you know, face while you're out, like, working out on the farm or in the garden or whatever. So, yeah, it's actually really cool. Yeah, and I rock that messy top of my head bun all of the time in the summer. Yeah, you do. You know how to do that way better than I do. I mean, I probably rock it like year round at this point, especially since I never have to leave the house. And when I do leave the house, I rarely get out of the car. So Yeah. <laughs> we also got a watercolor hen, hen's temporary tattoo. Because, I mean, who doesn't want a temporary tattoo? I mean, I do. As an adult, I'll take it. Yeah. I actually have several. Maybe a cool little gift, you know, to kind of hand off to your your kid, too. But I'm totally keeping mine. Yeah. (laughs) And every box comes with a nesting box liner in it for eco-friendly packaging. And it's also super handy to use inside your nesting boxes. So So if you would like to sign up for your Henny and Roo box, go to hennyandroo.com and use code DRINKANDFARM at checkout to get 10% off. So today's topic might seem like it's kind of coming out of left field, Um, but there is a little bit of a backstory to it. So I was, I recently sold two of my goats to a coworker and when he was picking them up, it slipped that his, either his, I think it's his in-laws have Highland cattle Mm. and um, they were telling me they had like some available and Like, I would really like Highland cattle um, someday because I think they're adorable. Now, the problem with thinking they're adorable is, like, we probably wouldn't ever eat it (laughs) because I would get too (laughs) attached to their fluffy little faces. Um, But he sent me a picture of, like, a Highland heifer. She's, like, a year old, and it was going to be, like, $1,000. And I was like, ooh! Which, you know, it, it makes sense for the size of the animal and the purpose and... Blah, blah, blah. Like, but that's like a lot of money and I, I would need more fencing and a separate shelter area. So I kind of took a deep breath and remembered that, you know, my my original next step to upgrade in the farm world is to get alpacas. So I, I did have the alpaca and llama debate a while ago with myself and did some research, but I thought it would be fun to share the differences between alpacas and llamas. So if you yourself are having the same debate or you're trying to zero in on what your next animal on your farm should be, um, maybe you can use this information to make a more informed decision. Yeah, I like it. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be super fun. You know, one thing I was going to tell you, though, I'm going to derail us for a minute and put you back on the Highland cattle bus (laughs) for just like 30 seconds. Uh, So one of the things that you can do with a Highland cattle heifer is you keep her and she is like your mama heifer. And when she has babies, if it's a bull, you steer him and raise him as your freezer cow. And then if he has, if she has a heifer, you can either keep that and have a second breeding heifer or sell her for a thousand dollars and you got your money back. So it's like, it's a long-term like farm plan. Uh, but I've been kind of playing around with stuff like that in my head for other things that I've been thinking about doing around here eventually. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not planning on adding any more animals right now because I really want to like 
dig into my goat breeding thing for now. So, yeah. uh, but I've had like all of those projections in my head about cows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been having that conversation here too. I just don't think Matt realizes if we're going to do that, we should probably have more fenced in area <laughs> and yeah. they can't live with the goats necessarily. Not necessarily. It kind of depends. Like every yeah. animal's different. Some of them will tolerate small animals and some of them just won't. So right. like it depends on their personality <laughs> and you don't know that until they get there. So you're yeah. like, ah, crap, need more fence. <laughs> I've been kind of thinking, too, though, about the, like, circle of life thing you just men- mentioned in general and, like, doing that with, like, turkeys. Oh, yeah. Like, smaller scale um, or just, like, a more heritage breed of meat chicken. Um, so I've been thinking about that. But anyways, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Farm tangent. Farm Back tangent. to Woo-hoo. alpacas and llamas. Llamas. Okay, so I put together some research for today's episode based on two articles, one from modernfarmer.com and one from alpacadirect.com. And they both were great tools to quickly assess the difference between alpacas and llamas. Um, So there are seven main differences that we'll talk about today. Um, And their first which to me is one of the more telling ways to tell the difference between them. Like if somebody holds up a flashcard and you have to say alpaca or llama, um, generally you can tell by their ears because alpacas have short spear-shaped ears while llamas have long banana-shaped ears. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, depending on if you have some kind of weird ear fetish, that's probably not going (laughs) to... Make you decide between the two breeds. Um, But that is one way that, like, at a glance, you can tell a difference. Um, The next thing is something that may really sway your decision one way or the other and did sway mine quite a bit. So alpacas um, are a lot smaller in their size than llamas. So alpacas generally weigh around 150 pounds, while llamas can be as heavy as 400 pounds. Whoa. And just for scale, Herc and Jupe are about 350 pounds each. Wow. So like, that's a big, that's a big animal. (laughs) Yeah. So at the shoulder, an average alpaca stands between 34 and 36 inches, while a llama generally ranges between 42 and 46. So that kind of gives you an idea as well, like height wise, what you're dealing with there. Like who's going to be eye level with you if they're spitting at you? Um, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably more of the llama than the alpaca, but both probably have a pretty decent aim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's definitely something that I considered, like, how, like, getting into a bigger animal, how big do I want to go? Because sometimes go big or go, go home is not the way you want to go, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with a whole nother animal that you've never dealt with before. Um, Oh, yeah. And before getting a really big animal, like I highly recommend everybody just like do one of those like personal scans for how you're feeling like in the confidence department, mm -hmm. because a bigger animal will sense that you're not in control, which will mean Mm. that they will try to be in control, which makes it really hard to handle them. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So another way you can tell the difference is their faces. So llamas have longer faces and less fur on their faces, while an alpaca is a bit more blunt and smushed in. 
Um, <laughs> and their faces are a lot fluffier, too. So, in my opinion, alpaca face is much cuter than llama face. I mean, alpaca face is definitely more like baby face. Yes, indeed. Um, so, number four is for what you want to consider um, to kind of be more of that driving decision versus cute versus the face a mother could love. Um, (laughs) is that their purpose is different. So alpacas have been bred for more than 5,000 years for their fiber. Um, And in Peru, they will eat alpaca, but that's not like a widespread use of alpaca from what I'm understanding. And llamas are typically bred for the same amount of time as as, um, pack animals and meat. Did you know that you now get to pick between two different kinds of Grubbly Farm Grubblies? These grubs are grown all over the world, except for China. It's kind of like in the grocery store when you go to buy protein like fish. You can see where the fish is caught and decide what you'd like to buy. The same is now true for our Grubblies. You now get to choose based on your personal preference and budget. Grubblies World Harvest are the same bugs and have the same benefits as the OG Grubblies. You'll get stronger eggshells and flashier feathers with both. So head on over to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. And while you're there, check out Grubbly Farms Layer Feed too, a feed free from fish, corn, and soy that's also made with non-GMO ingredients. Okay, so this next one's really important too. Um, The hair of an alpaca and the hair of a llama are very, very different. So alpacas produce a much finer fiber than the llama. And the alpaca also produces more fleece than its larger cousin, the llama. And a much greater variety of colors. Um, And they're excellent for alpaca garments like shawls, hats, and socks. In fact, if you get an alpaca, I claim getting to come up there and shave them and purchase their fleece (laughs) uh done and done because that is like the one thing that i'm like oh god that's gonna be a chore what do i do with it so i mean done (laughs) i turn it into yarn (laughs) and i would i would love to be able to do that and like know where it's going and that somebody that's getting it it knows like like being able to trace it would be kind of cool but anyways yeah that would be really cool yeah and then it's like a thing for the podcast that we did together. I know, separately. right? We're like, this podcast made this hat. It's $1,000. No, just kidding. <laughs> Auction it off on the Patreon. <laughs> All right. So llama fiber is more coarse normally. Um, and Bev probably, do you know what microns are? Like well, okay. Are rated? So I can't remember exactly what microns are but so it's basically measuring the softness or like it's basically like how soft and fluffy the fiber is going to end up being so a lower number is softer got it okay so the llama fiber is around 50 to 65 and i think um the alpaca i didn't put it in the notes but i think that's around like 30 um but 50 to 65 is not suitable for garments um llamas are generally um not as hairy and fluffy as alpacas they don't have as much hair on their face either um but the articles do point out that baby llama fiber can be very soft 
and be around or below 30 microns, which is similar to the alpaca. Mm. So I just looked up what microns was really quick just because I wanted to correct myself if I was wrong. (laughs) So it's the diameter of the wool fiber. So finer wool fibers, which would automatically make them softer and more flexible, have low micron value. And fiber diameter is the most important characteristic of wool in determining its value. So now I don't have to correct myself next week, but I was kind of right. But I missed that diameter part. (laughs) All right. Um, Number six is their dispositions. So alpacas are very much herd animals, while llamas are more independent minded. Alpacas also tend to be more skittish than llamas, which are often used as guard animals for alpacas, sheep, and other small livestock. So this is why you might hear an alpaca rancher having a guard llama to protect the alpaca herd. The llama will live peacefully with the alpacas and protect them if threatened by a predator. So some alpaca ranches will have one guard llama that will protect the herd of alpacas. And if a predator is nearby, the llama will distance itself from the herd of alpacas and draw the predator away. So I thought that was really cool. And maybe like if I get some alpacas and I like it, I might get a guard llama too. So I could have a little bit of both. Once I'm feeling a little more confident in the larger animal, maybe I'll get a llama too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So a farm down the road for me actually does have a guard (gasps) llama. So they have goats and alpacas and there's a guard llama in there with them. I love driving by it and just like seeing the animals because they have so many animals in one little barnyard, which is always just a good reminder that you don't have to be like too crazy about it. You know, and like make everybody have to have their own home. Some animals live peacefully together pretty well. Yeah. And the last point made me think of Bev. Oh, yeah? Because the last thing you want to consider is if you want to take your animal trekking. (laughs) Always. (laughs) So if you love hiking in the wilderness, or not in the wilderness... (laughs) (laughs) maybe just in the woods I don't know yeah (laughs) and you're looking for an animal to carry your equipment you'll want to go with a llama Um, they are sure-footed and strong enough to carry up to one-third of their body weight so if you have a 400 pound llama like they can carry a lot of weight yeah it's 125 pounds of gear that's pretty hardcore yeah and alpacas are not used for trekking because obviously they're a lot smaller so it made me think of you and your donkey trucking <laughs> that you want to do. So. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so those are the main kind of reasons and deciding factors. I'm going to guess like alpaca poop is probably a little smaller than llama poop too. So there's that. Um, I mean, that's fair. So that wasn't in either article, but I feel like poop size is something you should consider. <laughs> get a new animal too. <laughs> but I think they poop pellets kind of like goats do. Um, at least the alpacas do, but I think they're like bigger pellets, obviously, because they're a little bigger of an animal. That I don't makes know. sense. Cal, my ni- one Nigerian goat, dwarf goat, we call him Cal the cow. He's like 130 pounds. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so if a alpaca is 150 ish, not far off. Yeah, but he's a he's a big gentle giant. He, it's just hard because he likes to be lifted onto the milk stand. Oh, and poor Matt he does. has to lift him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, If you're interested in getting llamas or alpacas or have any other fun facts about them you would like to share, 
head on over to our Facebook group and, and drop them in there because I'm definitely interested in learning more. Oh, yeah. Thanks for talking about that today. I've yeah. always wondered what the difference was between them, but neither had like the drive to look it up myself. The more you know. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to head into our We Can't Even corner. So, Bev, what can't you even about this week? So mine is a little old, but I remember when I saw it, I was like, I need to make that a can't even on the podcast. And then a bunch of other stuff was like making me can't even anymore. <laughs> this one kind of got put on the back burner. Okay. So it's uh, Please Scream Inside Your Heart, Japanese Amusement Park Tells Thrill Seekers. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? So this is an article from NPR, and basically... When this Japanese amusement park opened back up after being closed because of COVID, they asked thrill seekers to please scream inside their heart and not out loud. Because when you scream, (laughs) you are projecting, you know, like your spit molecules like come out of your mouth. And so they said, please don't scream out loud so that, you know, we can keep COVID from spreading at the amusement park. I don't think I have a choice when I'm on a roller coaster, though, because I am terrified of heights, but still seek thrills. So I have to scream. Otherwise, I'd probably throw up. Right. Why well, it was they really just funny. make them wear masks like they are at the American amusement parks? I wonder if that's what they ended up doing, but it was so funny. So many people were like, it's impossible to ride a roller coaster without screaming that they released this video of two like stone faced Japanese businessmen riding a roller coaster like without doing anything. So they're like, see, it can be done. I'm like, I bet yeah, you it was if a you're deep a robot. Fake. <laughs> it was fake. probably a deep fake. <laughs> Or there's something wrong with them, or they've practiced a lot. Like, maybe they went on it, like, three or four times and got all the screaming out of their system. (laughs) For sure. Well, I noticed, because, like, I love roller coasters, and I love amusement parks. So I did notice that, like, when I go to the amusement park, at the beginning of the day, I scream on, like, everything. Mm -hmm. But then by the end of the day, like, I'm just having fun. You know, I'm just, like, laughing or giggling. Sometimes, yeah, just to be like a woo girl. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know like when we went to Disney World with my stepkids and like Matt would sit with one of the kids, I'd sit with the other one. Like I was like hamming it up more than usual to make sure they felt comfortable and had more fun too. So it would be hard for me just to sit there and have like no reaction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But fun fact, a mask does stay on your face when you're on a roller coaster because I did go to King's Island a few weeks ago. So uh, and it's been several weeks now. So I didn't catch coronavirus there. That's good. So, yeah, I'm hoping to go back again at least once this year. We've we we keep putting it on the calendar, but it's been like 95 degrees on the days that we want to go. And we're like, no, thanks. We'll wait until it's cooler. (laughs) That's just hot even when you don't have to worry about a pandemic and a mask. Exactly. That's kind of what we thought. We were like, we love this place. Why make ourselves miserable at it by going when it's like the hottest days of the year? No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We wouldn't even go at 95 like last year. So why would we do it this year? No. (laughs) So what's your can't even? So mine um, generated from seeing it from multiple different places over the past couple of days, I think. 
Um, but the article I'm, I'm referencing today is from WKBN.com. And I picked this one because it's from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and the title is Ohio Department of Agriculture warns against planting unsolicited seeds that arrive in the mail. So there are, um, there's been many reports that seeds appeared to have come over from China through the mail. Um, and they're concerned that the seeds may be an, an invasive plant species. Yeah. So um, I've seen people get them in Michigan. I've seen people get them in Virginia. I think I've seen it in other places too. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, <laughs> but basically, if you get these seeds, like don't plant them. Um, I'm just scrolling here. So in Ohio, they're saying if you receive a package, they want you to um, not plant the seeds. Um, and they want you to report it to the Ohio Department of Agriculture or contact the United States Department of Agriculture, um, of Agriculture Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service Anti-Smuggling Hotline. Holy cow, that department name is long. Yeah, that is. <laughs> um, so you can call them or email them. So, cause I think they're probably like going all inspector gadget here and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Um, they're also asking that you retain the original packaging as the information may be useful in, to trade compliance officers during the investigation. According to the Department of Agriculture, unsolicited seeds could be invasive species containing noxious weeds. They could introduce diseases to local plants or could be harmful to livestock. So don't plant them, no matter how fun you might think it might be. Don't do it. It's probably a trap. Like, is somebody really that bored in China right now? Like, maybe they were in lockdown. Maybe this was during, like, lockdown, and they sent them, but the mail has been so slow that we're just now getting them. <laughs> but, like, where are they getting these addresses from? And, like, what are, is it, like, just random? Like, it's so weird. So I'd be super curious to know where they're getting the addresses from. My guess is it's from people who have ordered things from China before oh. so like chinese companies already have the addresses on file because like so I, I have a rule this is a tiny bit off topic but i have a rule now i don't order anything through a facebook ad ever oh that's a good idea because every time that i have it's been something from china and it's been a knockoff of a <laughs> real better product and they're using the real better product in like the promotional videos and all the stuff for it but what they send you is an awful knock like uh, I almost said knockout knockoff knock that's off. the word I'm looking for it's an awful <laughs> knockoff that doesn't even work and is basically just garbage so Scammers. yeah it's totally a scam so now anytime I see an ad for those products I report them to Facebook because <laughs> it keeps it from showing up in my feed again I don't know if Facebook does anything about it but I don't see that product again for several like weeks. Uh, nice. And yeah, so and this might be another reason like not to order stuff like that. I've been wondering if I'm going to end up with some seeds because I, I had over Christmas and recently I ordered some stuff through Facebook ads, but never again. I've been burned like three times. So shame mm. on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just wonder if like they got them off the dark web or something too like there's some list from like they got to be connected in some way whether it's they've bought things from china before or it was some stolen information oh yeah who hmm. knows but i wonder if we'll see any 
thing come out of this, like an answer. I doubt it. But, you know, there's a lot of weird crap going on right now. And this is just like on top of that. (laughs) I'm super curious, though. And I want to know if anyone that listens has gotten some of these seeds. Oh, yeah. So send send us a message or call us on the phone and leave us a voicemail or put it in our Facebook group. Like, I'm just super curious. Me too. So uh, also make sure you're sending us your can't events that you're finding. You can tag those in our uh, Facebook group with hashtag can't even um, so we can find those and read them on the mini. So you can also send them to our email drinkandfarm at gmail.com or you can send them to us over on Instagram. Um, be sure and leave us a review because we read one Apple podcast review per week on the podcast and we put all those names into a hat. And one winner every month gets a super cool coffee mug. So we've got a review to read and this person's going to get entered. So will you read it, Sam? Yes. So the title is Love This Lighthearted Podcast. Woohoo. And I said love that way because there were multiple O's. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, and this one is from Wy- Riley Waite, is my guess. Um, and it says, at first I was skeptical because I'm afraid of chickens. So is my sister-in-law. Just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> but would like to own them in the future. This podcast has helped a ton. Not to mention, I love a good drink and I love the farm. Thanks, ladies. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, I love that. So nice. Thanks for leaving us a review. Yeah. Just a few housekeeping items before we wrap up today. Uh, Coop Camp 2020 has been rescheduled from for June 4th through 6th, 2021. If you were registered, you probably received an email explaining your options for carrying over to next year or getting a refund. Um, if you did sign up to go and you haven't seen that email, let us know and we'll hook you up. Yes. And Drink and Farm has a phone number. Our phone number is 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM. Call and leave us your farm story on the voicemail. Or you can ask us a question or just tell us something. I don't know. It's This is your, this is your space. So yeah. do with it what you wish and we'll be here for it. And make sure you're hitting the subscribe button and downloading the episode when you listen, because this helps more people like you find us. And do us a favor and share the posts for this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag us at Drink and Farm. We will send you a promo code that's good in our merch shop uh, through the instant messenger, direct messenger. I just sounded like an old lady. No. <laughs> But anyways, you want that discount code because we have a new line of merch. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about it. It's so cute. I can't wait for our stuff to show up. Oh, I know. And in fact, I think mine is sitting in my mailbox right now. (gasps) So I'm going to go check that when we're done recording because I got like a notification that it had been delivered. So I'm assuming that that's that. Uh, But I'm so excited about it. It's uh, our Joy Farmer merch. Yes. Yeah. Because whether Sam likes it or not, she too is a Joy Farmer. I think it was (laughs) funny when you called me that on the episode. I was like, "Uh, what? But it's (laughs) like, it's not offensive. And it's totally true. It just sounded kind of like 
I don't know, it sounded a little too joyful for some of my attitudes someday. But you know what? <laughs> I think I think the shoe fits. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm really excited about it because like, so when I put that as my like bio on Instagram, I was kind of being a little cheeky because like I just didn't know what to put there because it was like, what the hell am I? <laughs> I don't know what I am. So I was like, you know what? I'm a joy farmer. <laughs> and now like after you talked about it, like how, you know, like you farmed and got baby goats and they brought you joy. I was like, well, clearly I'm not the only joy farmer. No, <laughs> no, no, it's true. So now you guys can join the joy farmer movement also and join us. Ooh, joy so movement. joy farmer movement. So JFM. Yes. <laughs> JFM. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And in fact, I'm, I'm kind of playing around with the idea of doing a joy farmer hashtag Ooh, so yeah. like what I'll do is if you hashtag your photos Joy Farmer, I'll be sharing them in my stories throughout the week. I don't like have a specific day that I can do all of that stuff for, but it would just be kind of fun to highlight the different things on different people's farms that bring them joy because depending on what kind of farmer you are, that's going to be totally different. So for yeah. some people, um, processing day is going to be your Joy Farmer day because that's the day that you fill your freezer. For other people, it's going to be like grain harvest day. And for like me today, it was baby goats being born day. Sometimes it's sunflowers opening day. Like, I don't know. There's just so many different ways that you individually can find joy on your farm. I think it would be really fun to share all those. So, so now it's a thing. Do with it what you will. <laughs> yes. And make sure you take a look at the show notes to find links to the articles we discussed today, a survey where you can anonymously tell us how we're doing, and all of our social media goodness, and links to our merch shop so you too can label yourself as a joy farmer. Yes. Oh, and really quick, before I forget, uh, tag me at Ross Roost Farm if you want me to share your joy farmer hashtag. Right now, I'm the only person that's ever used it. But just well, in case, well, well. like, I don't want to <laughs> share somebody else's. Like, I, you know, I don't want to, like, randomly share somebody's photo. And they're like, who are you? And why are you sharing my photo? <laughs> so tag me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time. Drink, farm, and give zero clucks. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm.